0: After hours. Well, hello. It's Mick Danzig and Hannah Hampton here today with hello. HR After Hours. We were noticeably absent. Well, not really that noticeably. Maybe 10 <laughs> people noticed. We did decide that uh, just to remain silent and let yep. people focus on more important matters. Hannah and I spent quite a amount of time this morning uh, trying to find the right way to open. You'll notice there was not one of my weak entrances as of late, I've got to freshen those bad boys up. Here's something that has been going around on social media. I think it's something that for now, this is as comfortable as Hannah and I are uh, addressing current, current events. But I I love this, and I'm just gonna read it straight off of someone's Facebook post. It says, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awaking us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather is the most important year of them all. Yep. And it looks like this has been attributed to Leslie Dwight. I know there have been different versions of it. And if Leslie is the author of this, Leslie, I love it. It's beautiful. I love
1: that. Yes, this is. Change is happening. Change is coming, and it's change that was has been needed. That's just a great. It was summed up in such a great statement there.
0: Hannah and I have been focusing on talking less and listening Mm -hmm. a lot more. Yes. Learning, and I can honestly say my my perspective has been deeply impacted by my friends, my friends that have been hurt, and the things I've seen happen. And uh, more to come. But right now, I think that I'm going to talk less about that topic and continue to listen and learn.
1: Yeah, I, I, the same here. I want to say I want to continue to listen and learn and be the best ally that I can be.
0: I love it, Hannah Hampton. I want to get Hannah fired up a little bit. Uh oh. <laughs> because this is something that Hannah has been extremely diligent. And something and I agree with her and her stance on this compared to Hannah. I haven't been quite the hermit that she has (laughs) in uh, shelter in place. And we'll we'll let her rib me on that in a minute and share it with you. But in all seriousness, there's been a lot going on where people are starting to question the validity of COVID-19 and are starting to. Honestly, pissed me off from the fact that they're being very unconsiderate and not practicing any form of social distancing all of a sudden. We're trying to get back into uh, a format where we're focusing primarily on our industry and the responsibilities of HR professionals. And Hannah, I think people are starting to feel maybe even pressured not to be as strict about their social distancing practices. Whatever people do on their own, as long as they stay away from others, I guess I can only say so much, but we're HR professionals and our job is to protect our people. And so what do you have to say to someone that maybe is feeling pressured not to enforce the social distancing practices they've implemented in their workplace?
1: Well, you know, I apologize. I know this, our podcast, we've been around for, you know, over a year. And we have, because of the state of the world, have been focusing a lot on COVID 19. But it is, uh, uh, sorry, not sorry, it is something that is affecting us uh, a lot in 2020. So we're going to continue to talk about it. But I want to remind people that, yes, our, like a lot of uh, places have reopened or in, in different phases of reopening, this doesn't mean that COVID is gone or it, it's it's safer. It just means that the ICUs and the hospitals can handle people getting sick now. So I think some people are, are somewhat forgetting that it's still a risk, it's still a virus that's spreading. Just now we've, you know, the flattening of the curve, we were trying to flatten the curve so that our hospital systems don't get overwhelmed with people and then so really horrible decisions would have to be made which would be deciding who gets treated and who doesn't it's still COVID-19 is still a risk out there and I I see like quote unquote memes and people trying to be funny saying well is is COVID-19 over and I am personally uh, thinking that our second wave is going to be it's going to hit us sooner than later and it's going to be similar to the 1918 Spanish flu where I think the second wave might be even worse than the first.
0: Here's what it comes down to. There's no denying how many people have suffered uh, mm-hmm. from this pandemic. Just because the press has a more impactful topic at the time doesn't mean that the world's changed and that mm-hmm. things have changed. No one's come out and said to all you great conspiracy theorists out there, ah, we were just joking. Now let's go deal with this. And what I,
1: I will say, you know, another thing to remember is a lot of the professionals, healthcare, a lot of the epidemiologists said, it, you know, one one of the things that is going to show itself is is if the shelter in place is successful, it's almost going to feel like it was overkill because, you know, our a lot of our our hospital systems did not get overwhelmed, and that was the whole point. So people should understand that. You know, I I think there was a lot of people that I I saw on Facebook talk about like, oh, this is so unnecessary. We need to live our lives, blah, blah, blah. But that's that's it working. That means that less people got sick. I feel like, you know, people are going to start to get way too comfortable and it's going to come back with a vengeance
0: we have to roll with the punches and it's unfortunate that we're in a society that we feel that we can't always Mm -hmm. trust the health professionals or our government to communicate. But at the end of the day, why wouldn't you just want to be safer than sorry?
1: Yeah. And I, you know, just to kind of get us back on track on, you know, talking about, you know, why we're going to bring this up and and, and talking about keeping our people safe. I want to say just continue to listen, continue to learn and be Okay with it with the responses being fluid you know I I know that early on there was a whole like you don't need to wear masks and now they're encouraging it and people are now people are just saying oh you said we didn't have to wear masks and now you do I don't believe you or it's my right or whatever but no as we continue this is fluid as you continue to learn more you start realizing what works and what doesn't and i you know to get back we're going to talk about how to keep people safe in the workplace i do want to steer people towards a blog that i found and i know it's a blog however this is somebody who has posted their credentials and is somebody who, you know works in science and is backing up this the blog with Data and science, but it's Aaron, I think it's Bromage, B R O M A G E. Aaron Bromage, who has posted a couple of blogs about the risks, about knowing them, about how to avoid them. So I encourage people to go check that out. It's really fascinating. Uh, but I, you know, it's talking about okay, as we as we reopen up in phases, what are some things that we need to be doing to keep our people safe, to keep our employees safe? Now, If you are lucky, like I am, I work in an industry that working from, we were able to transition to working from home very easily. And our work has continued uh, to thrive while working from home. And I know that I'm not in the majority and that I'm, you know, not everybody is lucky enough to have an industry that translates well to working from home. So if you are in a workplace where you've realized, hey, our people are working really well from home now. Again, we're all trying to survive in a, a crisis, so productivity might not be where it was pre-COVID nineteen because we've got, you know, we've got the we've got a lot going on, and so people men, people's mental health are it's important to watch that, but it's taking a toll on people. So if but if you're able, if your company is able to successfully work remotely, continue to do it. Just because your place might have opened up. It uh, doesn't mean you have to go back. So I would encourage people to take a look at their business models and their businesses. And if our, if people can continue to be remote, let them be remote. Let them feel safe. Let them limit the spread. Now, if you have to, if you're in an industry, you have to go back. Let's think about things that people need to do to keep their employees safe. Mick, where are you? What are your thoughts on all of the stuff that I just threw out there? <laughs> Oh,
0: I think you're spot on. I I think everything that we have discussed in the past is still extremely applicable. I think that the actual practicing of social distancing as far as staggering breaks, I think masks absolutely should be provided by employers and be made mandatory. Everything that was important to us three to four weeks ago is more important today because we know people have been out for good reasons. We know there are people that have just been out because they had to get out. Whatever it is, Hannah is completely spot on in the fact that we're going to see some sort of spike and we need okay. to do our part to absolutely reduce that spike as much as possible. First off, I hope no one that's listening doesn't have these social distancing practices in place or prepared as they're opening their offices up. And of course, some of some of these uh, workforces have been going from day one and never slowed down, some even working harder. My whole point is, if you've been open this whole time and you start to see that some of your workforce is you know, tired, they they don't think it's working, well, it is because they're not sick. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, one of the things that we mentioned early on, what, what I think is the best practice and I think is the most applicable now, is reminding your team that you care about their well-being, and then that's why you you would rather err on the side of caution. Even if they don't agree with you as far as the threat of it or whatever it is, you just tell them in your least judgmental parental voice, it's my responsibility to look out for you and your coworkers. I care about you, and I'm going to do everything I can to keep you guys healthy.
1: All right. And now let's, you know, let's talk briefly about masks. Um, I know that there's a lot of things out there um, <laughs> with regards to mask wearing and, and a lot of people. I mean, I've seen people who um, have said, like, I don't want to wear a mask. It's, you know, it's my, it's not the government's, the government can't tell me to wear a mask. It's not their job to keep me healthy, blah, blah, blah. However, if you look at, like, Japan is an example that I, I read an article in the, in the New York Times about Japan and the fact that their number, the coronavirus numbers are low, but they're also in a culture in that wearing masks is not a new thing. And during SARS, during other events, there that was part of their, you know, just something that 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 was ingrained. I don't want to say in their culture, but in their society, that people were comfortable wearing masks and 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 were wearing masks prior to COVID. So. I feel like that's something that we need to look into and or, or maybe we've already looked into it, but like consider is that, you know, let's look at the countries that are putting out no, low numbers and, and following some of the things that they're doing. And I think masks is a, is a big one and it's uh, keeping the particles that are coming out of your, you know, out of your mouth when speaking, when sneezing, when coughing, when whatever, you know, whatever it might be that gets the particles out of your mouth. I mean, that's keeping it, from spreading to other people. My mask protects you, your mask protects me. So let's encourage our team members to wear masks. And I know it's not always the most comfortable. It gets hot, you know, and sometimes your glasses get fogged up, but there's different types of masks out there. And, and if you, you know, I think it's, it's important too to be able to provide masks to employees. And I know that's an additional cost, but what, you know, what is your, what are your employees worth to you? And to me, keeping them safe, peace of mind, it's important.
0: I absolutely agree. I, I think it's a no brainer. I understand that people have varying opinions on this, but at the end of the day, we're HR professionals and our job is to protect your people so they can keep coming in and mm-hmm. help you build your business or maintain it. Even if productivity's down a little bit, hey, at least you're one of the businesses that's open. Right. Uh, so look right. at it that way. Maybe that's harsh. I don't know. I don't have time for conspiracy theorists to put those around me at risk and that's is that's that's all it comes down to as far I as I
1: agree concerned. that's that's a big thing it's it's I, it, there's so much out there and it, it it's scary and i i my the way that i'm kind of directing people i am I'm not i'm not a medical or a professional or a science professional i will completely admit that however i like to get my information from medical professionals or science professionals, people who work in this industry are experts who know this. And I feel like I would err on the side of caution. And I think that that's, that's where I'm directing people in my company and directing my friends and family is just airing on the side of caution because I'd rather be more cautious than not. And not, you know, I wouldn't wanna go back and say, man, I wish, wish I would've taken that more seriously. I'd rather err on the side of caution than regret not.
0: That's just my opinion. Well, and if we want to get things back to as close to normal or to the new normal, we just have to still continue to be responsible, consider Mm -hmm. others, do the right thing. I I, I just, I think it's pretty simple. And I, I, what's, it's frustrating that everything is becoming divisive and politicized and everything. At the end of the day, let's just... Put it into the mere facts that as HR professionals, we need to do right and protect our people, protect our company, protect ourselves. Yeah. You know, that's something that you and I never talk about is even protecting right. ourselves. Ah, you know, it's just, I, we, yeah. we want to stop talking about this. Trust me. We yeah, just we definitely have, do, but we have it's tablets full of stuff that we want to cover instead of this. But the fact that I have to stop, oh my God, I've turned into my father once and for all oh. when I have to stop and I can't cover the shit I want to cover because I got to tell you to put a damn mask on your face at work. Are you kidding me? That just drives me bananas.
1: Well, one thing I do, kind of getting back on track, I will, if you are in the position where your office is reopening or has reopened, I want to direct you to the CDC because they have also put out some guidelines on reopening your office and things you should think about. And one of the things that I think is somewhat not being discussed as freely, because like we've been talking about personal protective equipment, we've talked about hand sanitizers, we talked about masks, we've talked about social distancing, we've even talked about, you know, putting up plexiglass between uh, spaces where people can't socially distance. There's all of those things. But another thing that the CDC is encouraging businesses to look at is their ventilation system. And is there Uh, ability for you to get some fresh air into your office building because that's another thing that the you know that they're finding there you know who are they (laughs) but the, the other thing that that has been found in researching coronavirus is that it's it's in particles it's in the air and if you can get fresh air into the office and really cycle those particles out Uh, That's another thing that you should be doing, making sure that the the rooms are properly ventilated so that it is least likely or less likely for people to breathe in particles of air that potentially could be contaminated with the coronavirus. So go to the CDC website, check it out, really make sure that when you're reopening the office, you're, you're looking into all facets of cleanliness, protection, Air cleanliness, all of those things, and even if your office has been closed for two months, like make sure there weren't any water issues. Is there any mold? That's not coronavirus related, but that's also another play, another thing to think about uh, that could get people sick is is mold or if there's an infestation of insects, whatever it might be. There's a lot that that we all need to be thinking about when we reopen our offices.
0: And the last thing I want to hit, Hannah, and you actually, I love it because you just, you segued without realizing it. (laughs) A lot of people have misinformation. And if you have someone that's combating your policies, obviously, like I said, I really think the fact that you're just going to tell them, hey, I'm sorry, but I am going to always be more conservative in protecting my people. That's a good answer. But as someone gives you some misinformation or starts spouting an opinion, do what Hannah and I do to each other all the time. Because when she and I talk off the air and we'll start <laughs> debating, if in either one of us yeah. ever uses the word they or I read, the other one will always say, hey, can you send me that link? Or who's they? And, you know- 100%.
1: Just,
0: it's, it's awesome. I love that we do that to each other. And it keeps us honest. If you have someone that just likes to- debate for the sake of debating, you just tell them, Hey, you forward me that article. You have my email address. I'll definitely look at it. And nine times out of 10, there is no article. Or like I said, (laughs) if they use the old infamous, they said, Mm -hmm. I heard you just say, Oh, cool. Can you cite me those sources? I'll look them up. You don't even have to send me the article, whatever it is. Hold people accountable for data use factual information but honestly at the end of the day there really shouldn't be much of a debate because you just want to protect your team and that's what you're going to do as a responsible hr leader and that's why you listen to hr after hours and that's why we love you and want to thank you for putting the human back in human resources right anna
1: right on man (laughs) (laughs)